Be Still Be Free. My name is Amber Miller. I'm here today with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey, as always. Hi, Amber. It's a pleasure. Hey, everybody. Um, well, if you listened over the last few weeks, we just finished up a series called Be Enough. This was our first series in talking about specific women of the Bible. If this is your first time listening or you're new to the podcast, we don't normally do that. Normally, we kind of choose a B word. And we focus on that word for several weeks and kind of create a series out of that word, be loved and lived, or mm-hmm. with some of the, be, be bold, free, yeah, be free. Fly. We've done a ton of those. So mm-hmm. you can go back in the archives and listen to those if you'd like. remember so what any of called, but we've done a lot of <laughs> we've them. We've done be in the spirit. We've <laughs> done this for three years, y'all. You can't remember that far back. Mm. But um, this is our first attempt at kind of talking about a specific person and mm-hmm. focusing on that person. And I have really enjoyed I it. I have loved Good. it. We have I several more it. of these that we're going to be doing in the future. So we hope that you enjoyed it. We have enjoyed it. And we've started doing this thing at the end of a certain series. We call it a deep dive episode. Yeah. And that's what this is. We are going to take turns kind of talking about um, what this, uh, what we learned from a certain episode or, or what God kind of spoke to yeah. us when studying for something like that. And we were going to take turns hosting a deep dive. Last time, Sarah hosted it and put me in the hot seat. So now I'm going to host it. And I'm going to put yeah. Monica and Sarah in the hot seat. So yeah, this is our chance. Because, you know, the 30 minutes goes so quickly so when we're fast. kind of like going through the word and what it says and, and those different There's things. Content, so this is, yeah. It's so much content. And so this is our chance to kind of like hunker down and get really personal and talk Y'all about. Y'all can get like, to know us a little you bit, You can too. get to know us and where we struggle or where we identify with some of these women or and kind of i thing. found it nice oh, you to struggle? kind of yeah what? What? i found it nice to kind uh, of decompress after like yes. all this like compact because uh, we kind of do it anyways. concentrated yeah Why not yes. record it yeah. yeah yeah we do we actually do this every time yeah. we just don't normally we just record, don't record it, it. Uh-huh. so <clears throat> michael do you want to come to lunch with us because yeah, we'll have michael, more content on. we could probably yeah. we're gonna do michael Okay, so my first question then is... Then he'll do the deep dive. He'll yeah, do the deep dive Michael on B. Michael. Michael doesn't want to be in the hot seat. Yeah. He'll do the deep dive on B. Michael. B. Michael. <laughs> that could be a series. <laughs> or two. So, uh, Sarah, I want to talk to you first. Oh, Lord. Um, and I want to ask you, when in your life has God reminded you of your purpose as an easer? We talked about an easer being not just yeah. a helper, but someone who's vital to the rescue of a, of a thing. Yep. Um, when in your life has God needed to remind you that that is who you are and that is your every purpose? day he has to hit me over the head and remind me <laughs> of that truth. And it is really, truly, that is really the truth. Um, and really, I think I would go back and just start it on my whole be still journey. You know, that I knew that I always wanted to be married for me being an easer has been, or Azer really is about being in a marriage and being a mom. Those have been the two biggest callings in my life. And, um, I feel like I did not understand that I did not have to have a subservient attitude to be in those roles and, and be strong. Cause I'm, I'm probably a little bit like, um, Priscilla, I'm a little bit of a strong personality and, um, just a little bit, mm-hmm. just it's a little just bit. Smidge. And, um, and I think I just struggled with, with, oh, is this all there is? Right. But when you begin to understand, and of course, Azar just came to me from this studying, but I think God has revealed it to me in other ways that there is nothing to hang your head low about 
in making your marriage and your family your priority. There, that is an important, important thing. And I believe that if every woman who has chosen marriage and family would make that a priority and and truly serve in an Azer kind of way, that um, this world would not be in the condition that it's in. And so God has just kind of had to say to me, hey, this is this is no low thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I created you to come alongside a husband and children and help them be the best kingdom versions of themselves that they can be. And I'm using you to do that. So, but it's a constant reminder. Yeah. Because you do get lost in the, I folded 10 loads of laundry yeah. or I am a broken record or would you do today? Don't ask because it doesn't sound like I did a whole lot, but I haven't sat down once, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, oh, I went grocery shopping or, I, you know, and you feel guilty for going to lunch. Yeah. Um, so it, every day he has to remind me the value that um, I have yeah. in what I do. Yeah. Does that um, make sense? Yeah, for sure. I think, well, you and I were talking. <laughs> we have all, we should just carry around something to record with yeah, all the right? time. <laughs> because we just get, we would have had a great episode on the way we up. We had a great episode yeah, on morning. the way up. Um, up the we, mountain. Up the mountain. We were talking about, I was, um, I have been going through something recently with mm-hmm. work where um, something that I needed to do was very mundane, very monotonous, not at all anything that I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and God used it in, really incredible ways and I think that that's kind of the that's what an easer as azer does is like you show up and you are that and because you are that God uses the most mundane monotonous things to change the world that's right you know it isn't it isn't what you're doing it's not the folding of the laundry it's who your character is that God is making you Right. And I thought I would reiterate here, Azer, in case somebody has forgotten what that meant or didn't listen Mm -hmm. to the first uh, series or uh, episode on Eve. Um, Azer in English is the word help. And in Hebrew, that word helper is um, only used in the Old Testament. And it is in context of vitally important, powerful acts of rescue and support. It describes aspects of God's character. He is our strength, our rescuer, our protector, and our help. And that is the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit's choice of word to describe the first woman. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. It mm-hmm. is so powerful. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's pretty. And encouraging. Mm-hmm. Okay, Monica, your dun, turn. Dun, dun. Um, I'm going to so, get splotchy. <laughs> she's already getting red. <laughs> we talked about Eve and um, the first sin is what we mm-hmm. talked about, and, and the eating of the fruit. And what was your first sin? <laughs> <laughs> and what? Can you think back to your earliest sin? Uh, my question is, how do you find yourself eating the fruit every day? Mm. You know what? I actually uh, had thought about this while you were talking about that. Like, I eat of the fruit when I'm tempted and end up falling victim to saying things that are not necessary to say in Mm -hmm. any given moment, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be to my kids, to my spouse, firing off an email that sound, and then, you know, God always convicts me and I'm like, sorry if that sounded snooty or snotty or bratty or mean or, um, but that fruit shows up in just like, you know, 
like, you don't deserve to be treated that way. You deserve, like, just say what you, like, you can be bold, just, yep. you know, and things that closed in thing. being in like being godly bold. wording or mm-hmm. something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That righteous indignation so thing that people yes. like to claim. Mm-hmm. Or even thoughts of like, like Sarah had talked several weeks ago about like, you know, Chris not knowing what goes into Christmas yeah. for you, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so like doing all of the things to get things ready for children, for birthdays, for holidays, for whatever, and just like kind of doing it mad and yeah. like, like if I died, like the kids would never have a holiday again. Like nothing would ever, like <laughs> mm-hmm. my poor, like just all of those different things are temptations. And like I had talked about with Eve, it always starts with, well, you deserve and shouldn't you get, yep. and it, that's always the lead off. And a lot of times I'm able to recognize it for what it is and turn away from it. And then other times it looks so, I just want to take a bite and I just say the thing or I just yep. do the thing and um, every day. Here's a personal application um, that I've been doing with almost that same thing. Because going into the holiday season, it's very easy to get caught up in the, you nobody knows how much I do. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, it's just so busy. I can't believe I have more things to get. We never focus on the right things and and just all that negative. Um, And I think that that really is Satan. I really do. I think that Satan whispers in our ears to steal the joy of the season. I don't think it's all of our doing that steals the joy. I think it's us believing that all of our doing is stealing the joy. Mm -hmm. And so I've tried to change my, my vernacular and say to myself, these are not things I have to do. These are things that I get to do. Mm -hmm. Even if it's going to one more party or it's going to one more person's house or buying one more gift or spending 10 more dollars. Um, those are huge blessings. Mm-hmm. Those are first world problems. Those are things that are enormous. And if we allow them, yes, they will steal the joy of the reason of the season. But they're only stealing the joy for the reason of the season because we're letting them have the power to steal the joy of the reason of the season. And so part of that for me is stopping myself in this season every time I start having that negative thought or I have to go somewhere that I really don't want to. And I'm like, you know what? I get to do this. Mm-hmm. Not that I have to do that. I get to do that. And it's helped me because when you show up somewhere that you feel like I had to be here, then you kind of have that wah, wah, yeah. attitude, yeah, yeah. right? And you can be angry and you can be whatever. So mm-hmm. that's been kind of a personal application that I've done this season specifically for me so I can try to change my outlook mm-hmm. and have a better outlook on, on the whole season. I love it. You know, another way um, that I, I ate some fruit that I shouldn't have ate this week like specifically like there was a situation that happened and um I was waiting on an answer for something and I assumed that I knew exactly how it was going to go down and I entertained every vain imagination related to it Mm. I imagined conversations I was going to have with people about it I imagined what I was going to like drop out of Uh, if this certain thing happened this way like it was like a two hour three hour thing where (gasps) I just ate the the fruit I didn't eat one I ate the whole tree like gorging Mm -hmm. on yeah Mm -hmm. and then we got the answer it was completely the like opposite of what issue, I expected. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, oh. now that was a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, I wanted oh, to, yeah. like, throw it all up. Yeah. Like, it was just like, see? Isn't that true? Throw it all up. What mm-hmm. a, that, again, is a great analogy. Just binging on some binging bad fruit. Binging on some bad fruit. I just binged on yeah. some bad fruit. And, yeah, <clears throat> it was... Um, and then that's just the Lord tapping me on the shoulder, like, see, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and some people be in. like, well, how's that eating the fruit? Well, because that's what Satan wanted you to do in that moment. He doesn't. He wanted you to be in bondage to all those negative thoughts for it two was and a half hours. In bondage 
to yeah. negative thoughts for three hours. Yeah, because yeah. you deserved Bad because you thought it was good how something was going to end up. Yeah, yeah that I deserve. It completely did. Even it was like, well, see, this is just why people are so disappointing. I mean, the whole thing, the mm-hmm. whole kit and caboodle started it was with a one thought buffet of fruit. Yeah. It was uh, a all you can eat. Yeah. <laughs> And I gorged well, myself on it. happens. So <laughs> we've all done that. Well, we but that's do good. That's such it. a good reminder that it's not like, you know, with Eve, we pictured as this one critical moment in her entire life. But with us, it's a, it's it's a an, daily. It's, a, it's like mm-hmm. every hour there's yeah, a temptation it's just to do really, it. It really yeah. is. Um, okay. Let's move on. I want yes. us to, because I want us to cover all three episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Monica did a lesson on Elizabeth, mm-hmm. which was so enlightening Fantastic. and awesome. Um, and we, we, one of the things that you talked about that I hadn't really ever thought of was how Elizabeth protected the miracle that God had given her. She secluded herself for five months and I hadn't thought about the way that when, you know, people are when you're pregnant and mm-hmm. the advice they give you and the words that you don't necessarily need to hear. Um, so my question for you, Sarah, mm. and really this is for both of you, but you were just in the hot seat, Monica, so I <laughs> okay. didn't want to give you two. Thank you. This is for both of you, whoever wants to answer. Um, in what ways can we create boundaries around the own miracles that God has given us? Mm. Wow. You know, the first thing that pops into my mind is the verse of um, don't throw your pearls before swine. Oh, Oh, wow. And not to call anybody pigs. But, you know, like there's just some things that people won't get or understand fully. Um, And so I think just being very cautious of discerning, being very, that's the word, be very discerning of who you're going to share that with and when. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would say the right same there. thing. It's it's wisdom. It's really praying for wisdom. And it's being willing to not speak about it until you know you can. Like, there, right. there is a peace that comes to you when God says, hey, share this story. Right. Or, you know, even... Even when I felt like God was lifting the lid a little bit off of me coming off my seven-year Be Still sabbatical, mm-hmm. and he was like, hey, I want you to call Monica. And I was like, why am I going to call Monica? Monica's writing a, a book proposal. She's going to be an author. She didn't want to talk to me. What did, I don't even know what this is. Da, da, da. Call Monica. Like, I just knew that mm-hmm. God didn't really have anybody else for me to talk about this to but Monica. And, and I was like, okay, I can either choose to obey or I can choose to disobey. But I think that, and I did obey, but there, I think that there are times that you just kind of know God saying, Hey, don't talk about that. Right. Or, Hey, yeah, go ahead and talk about that. Right. Um, and, and tell people that, you know, are going to be for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you got to have, you've got to have people that are going to speak into it. You need Priscilla's mm-hmm. that are going to speak into what you're doing and encourage and admonish you need in Elizabeth because she was an yeah. encourager also yeah, she was. yeah you need to have people around you that are going to encourage you and stand behind you even when what that miracle is seems impossible like being pregnant with Jesus from yeah. Mary yeah you know? mm-hmm. um so that leads me to my next question mm-hmm. that was that was good Sarah you didn't even know nice um Elizabeth did a really awesome thing when um, God gave her a word and, and Sarah, I'm, I'm sorry, Mary arrived and without telling Elizabeth what had happened to her, Elizabeth confirmed in Mary that she was pregnant with the Messiah. Really cool. Um, have you ever had an experience like that where you either confirmed something in someone else or someone confirmed something that God had told you? I have a story of when someone confirmed something with me. Um, 
when Greg and I decided that we were ready to have kids, like I, I kind of always just knew that we'd have a son and I thought that Jaina would end up being a boy and he wasn't. And then when we got, she wasn't, she wasn't, (laughs) (laughs) obviously we had a girl first is what I meant to say. (laughs) Um, and then when we were ready to try again, I ended up having a couple miscarriages. Um, and before, like after the second miscarriage, I was ready to give up. But I still had this just sense that we would have a son. And three separate people after the second miscarriage that didn't know each other came to me in it's completely separate times, like within a month of each other, I think, and gave me a word that we would have a boy. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. And, um, like, one was at church. I remember just, like, being in the balcony at church just during worship, and it was one of the college students that we were ministering to, and she just turned to me, and she's like, you know, you're going to have a son. Mm, like, the Lord crazy. just gave me a total vision. And then, like, somebody else randomly and someone else randomly. Um, and In threes. Which was funny? very, I mean, it was so awesome to me. But I don't, I mean, I think I still had a little bit of doubt. Sure. But then when I became pregnant and everything was going okay and we went for that you know, high resolution ultrasound because I was advanced paternal age. Um, <laughs> and they, they said, do you want to know the gender? And we were like, yeah. And they said, it's a boy. I was like, I know. Like, you know, because yeah. at that point I just was the so Lord short already told and you. I just know. That's I just awesome. Knew. But yeah, that, <clears throat> that was very much like Mary, you know, I didn't realize yeah. that your story was so. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. That's pretty uh, cool. It was pretty crazy. And that, cool. the, that was what gave me, I think, even the encouragement to, to try a third time because mm-hmm. I was not. I don't, I didn't think I could go through it again. Yeah. Even just, yeah. I and mean, I know so many people have had many more miscarriages than that, but, but I mean, t- it was two in one year and that yeah. I was kind of like, that's enough. I'm, I'm so happy with the three of us. I would be yes. completely content yeah. with yeah. this for the rest of my <clears throat> life. And then a word and then a word and then a word. And it was just, you know, God's way of saying, don't give up. Don't yeah. give up. Oh, How cool mm-hmm. is that? Well, we don't have a ton of time left, so I want to move on to our last. Mm-hmm. Monica, you're next. Woman. <laughs> I've answered every so question. Not a lot of time left. <laughs> um, we our last episode was about Priscilla, Priscilla, yep. Priscilla, Priscilla and Aquila, and we've talked about their marriage and the ministry that they had together as mm-hmm. a married couple. Um, has God ever used your marriage as a ministry? I think. So. I mean, I think so. I don't. I, you hope I, so, right? I hope so. I mean, I think. I don't know. I. It sounds weird. Probably, I would feel prideful saying yes totally of course but um I don't I don't think you have to feel prideful about it because I think that we are very open about our relationships things that we struggle with things that we have to work through and I've always been that way and at first when we were first married Chris um used to not hate he used to hate that I would air our dirty laundry to my friends but it wasn't that I was talking badly about our marriage I would just share with them things that we were struggling with yeah because no one ever told me about struggles right. in marriage. Yeah. Right. And so when we started having struggles, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like we would have disagreement, like we're getting divorced. Cause I never saw my mom and dad really fight. I mean, I maybe three or four times, Yeah, maybe, I mean, little did I know that <clears throat> there were plenty of nights that my mom was sleeping on the couch, but she would wake up before our school alarms would go off and she'd go get back in bed. So we went, no, like wow. I never saw healthy reconciliation. Conflict, yeah. I never saw a healthy conflict. Um, I love my dad. And if you were listening to this, he would know that this is true. I mean, most of the time there was no, it, there was no middle ground conflict. It was, we're all okay. Or it was way 
like angry, you know, reactive. So I never really saw good conflict and resolution. So as soon as we started having conflict, I thought, well, we're doomed. We're done. We're, we're getting divorced because people who love the Lord don't have conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've just always been very open about the reality of marriage and how tough it is and, you know, ways I've let Chris down and ways that Chris has let me down and, you know, sins that we struggle with throughout our marriage or whatever. And I think that's the best way to, and I know that you and Greg are very similar. You're very open about the realities of marriage and the ups and the downs and, you know, even just how God brought the two of you together and wove that beautifully coming out of, you know, where Greg had been in life and not being a, a Christian and then becoming a Christian and bringing you to his life. I mean, there's without a doubt a beautiful testimony story there for the two of you. I mean, it's one of my favorite stories, right? Because we we prayed for Greg before I ever knew Monica. We prayed for Greg in small group with his brother and sister for his salvation. Right. You know, and then here he comes and becomes a Christian and falls in love with Monica. And now he's serving in church. I mean, you want to talk about a beautiful (laughs) testimony. That is a gorgeous story. Yeah. So crazy. Well, and like even just, in a completely different way, Greg being a pastor, um, his, he's performed a, a bazillion weddings. Um, and when we were in college ministry, there was one year where seven couples got married in one calendar year oh my goodness. from wow. our college ministry. That's and so crazy. we spent a lot of time doing counseling and just mm-hmm. walking them That's through awesome. some premarital stuff. And then after they'd get married, like our gift was always like, let's take you out to dinner and do that. You know, That's so, sweet. um, I mean, just on an, I guess, vocational level, even, um, there was a lot of that too, but we're very much, um, both just about being honest and just sharing our journey and what's worked for us and what Mm -hmm. hasn't worked for us. And maybe that won't be the case for everybody, but, um, you know, like it's weird being in vocational ministry because I think a lot of people would say that they don't see me, um, in whatever traditional quote role I should be in Mm -hmm. as a pastor's wife. Um, but Greg would tell you, I I think I'm pretty confident that he would say that I absolutely am like the greatest support he could ever have because I mean, it's just behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily that we're Priscilla and Aquila together, Mm -hmm. making tents together on the pulpit or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But, um, you know, it's just yeah. that personal connection and relationship. Mm-hmm. Does that even answer the question? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think so. Very good. Okay. okay. Um, so my next question, yeah, this will be my last kind of deep dive, but I think it'll, it'll give us some time. <laughs> I think we'll have a lot to say. Um, <laughs> is as a woman in ministry, you're both in ministry, have been for a long time. Have you ever come across roadblocks specifically as a woman in ministry that you think you could identify with Priscilla? Oh, God. Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Monica. Um, I definitely would say that I have, and and probably because I identify with Priscilla because I am stronger personality. Um, And not even so long ago, there was opportunities that I was pursuing um, at home. And... um, Yes, I am a bold leader, and I'm passionate, and um, I'm a strong personality, but I love people, and um, I have no problem leading people of different personalities or backgrounds or um, any of that. I think I think that's what good leadership is all about, but um, 
there were a couple of people in this leadership team that were rubbed the wrong way by me and um the the lady that was kind of in charge who um kind of sought me out and we were having conversation and um she started telling me kind of how these two people out of an entire church how these two people kind of thought of me um and allowed those two people to kind of decide my level of involvement at that time. Um, and so that just makes me really sad because I, if I ever knew that I offended anybody, I'm one of the first people to go and try to make that right. Because I understand how, how bold, strong personalities can come across. But um, a man with a strong personality is considered a leader. And a woman who is a strong personality is considered something much different. And um, that's always been something I've wrestled with with God because he knows I have such a love for people and a heart for ministry. Um, but women roles traditionally in the church are made for followers and doers and not leaders and visionaries. And so um, don't not sure that I'll ever really belong in a traditional role in the church because I'm, I'm not sure that it's made for... I'm not sure that all churches are made for strong women. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. Yeah. So, yeah, there, and that's just one story. There's always been strong um, things. But you know what? Like, I'm always up for challenge. I always have been. And um, my goal is by the time I die that any of those people around me who have ever doubted my heart or my ability to lead and serve at the same time will know by that time that, um, that I was okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Monica? Well, when I first started working at um, a church, I was an administrative assistant and um, I struggled with that a lot because I had come from a very, you know, professional career and had a very, you know, big position and a salary, I mean, and all this stuff. And I knew like what my gifts and abilities were and I knew where God was calling me toward. And in this particular position, it was just, I mean, I was literally running coffee and tea, like down the hill to someone's classroom or this, that, the other thing. And, um, I wrestled so much with like, if I weren't a woman, I would be able to do more here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's, a hard question because I don't know if that was necessarily a roadblock because of my gender or if that was just the journey that God had me on to humble me. Um, but then right around that same time, um, Greg started working at the church in a ministry position and then I was Greg's wife. And so there was this Mm. constant thing of like, I'm so-and-so's assistant and and -and so-and-so's wife, but like I'm capable Mm. of doing so much other stuff. (laughs) I can do more than fetch tea and coffee and make coffee. And like, Mm. I would battle that constantly, get so frustrated. And the Lord would just be like, just be patient, just be patient. Like I was sewing things that I didn't realize I was sewing that I can see now. So true. Um, but I did, I did, I did battle with it and at the time I thought it was just because of my gender yeah yeah Mm. I I think this is important because um as we go through these women in the bible even the the next our next series where we talk about more women this is going to come up because these women had serious roadblocks because of their gender yep only Mm -hmm. because of their gender right that's it um we still have the same struggles today. Yep. We are not yet where God is calling us to be. Right. And I think it would be a disservice to not acknowledge that as we go through this process and, and resonate with these women 
you know, this is still a part of what we go through today and there's still hope for us just like there was still hope for them right. and we can still be used right as they were still right used. because there was even um a stigma on daughters like mm-hmm. you had to have sons in order to not be yeah. disgraceful That's to right. your husband right right, right. like even, just, even even your birth is even not being a baby enough. girl is like eh, not good enough i right. think it's important too that when you when you think about the holy spirit having named us um help as a reflection of the attributes of christ character of christ that as we continue to be strong and as we tr- continue to try to lead and as we do try to be the most uh, capable azer to those around us, that we do it in a way that glorifies and honors God. Right. That, you know, there is there's no one that believes in I am woman, hear me roar more than me, but in a way that restores the body of Christ in a way that brings others to the church. in the it, Well, not just to the church, but to Jesus in a way that makes God look beautiful. And so if we do it in a way that, and I think that that was what was hard for me with kind of what this leader was communicating to me recently, um, because I firmly believe that when we do it in a way that is with a strong arm and harsh words, and I'll show them because I deserve, Mm -hmm. right? The, the, the tree is there of the knowledge of good and evil. And we believe we deserve to eat that that we will do more harm than we will do good. I think right. that's why women's lib has, has hurt the movement of women so much because we've done it with such a voice of piss and bitterness mm-hmm. that we've lost the beauty of our soft azer soul mm-hmm. with a strong character of Christ. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important that as we do continue to trailblaze and be Priscilla's and be Elizabeth's and be Eve's and the other women that we're going to study, that we do it in a way that Jesus walked on the earth, which is full of simplicity, kindness, love, truthfulness, right. but in a way that only made people fall more in love with mm-hmm. him and not to be repulsed or turned away from. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that's encouraging for all of us and, uh, and hopefully for the women listening in today. Um, real quick, what's yeah. our next, uh, who are we talking about next? So mm. I can give a little, well, what are we gonna do I don't think that, I don't know if we fully decided, we should we decide, decide right now? Let's do it live on air. Let's do it. Um, so we can either do the Sarah Tamar Rahab grouping or, <laughs> or we can do, um, Pharaoh's daughter, um, Mary, Deborah, Deborah. Was that it? Hmm. Yeah, I think that one. I think I'd love to end with Mary. Okay. I think I'd love to end with Tamar's. Is Tamar with with Mary? Yeah, so. It's the one that I wrote on. Oh, sorry. I stole Monica's I sheet. I have them all on here. Sorry. Pardon us, everyone. Okay, so we have Rahab, Sarah, and Tamar, or Deborah, Pharaoh's daughter, and Mary. I'm going to end with that one. That's interesting. Okay, Mary. so next we have Rahab, Sarah, and Tamar. Oh, oh wait, wait, no, I want to oh. switch that. I was thinking Terry and Mary were together. Ter- Tamar Terry and Mary. And Mary. <laughs> okay, I don't have to go in order. That's fine. Okay. We can end in Tamar. So we'll do Mary next. Mary okay. and... Mary, Pharaoh's daughter, and Deborah. Awesome. So we might be exploring what it means to fight through your position against your position or despite your position Ooh. that might that might be the, the, the route that yeah. it takes we'll see we'll see thanks everybody for joining us yeah. today we love we, you thank yeah, we'll you. talk to you soon all right bye bye, bye.